From The Onion and Luminary Media, this is A Very Fatal Murder. A crime occurs in a moment, or in a series of moments, or in years and years of moments, depending on the crime. I couldn't find any statistics on exactly how long a crime takes. I've asked Sydney to do some digging, and she's working on it. But no matter how long a crime takes, for a person declared guilty, their life changes in an instant. That places a lot of pressure on the evidence to show what really happened. But all evidence is, really, is a series of details. Details. They say the devil's in those. Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, he has many names. The personification of evil. Murder is evil. And if the devil's in the details, and evidence is details, does that mean that the evidence of a murder is sometimes just as evil as the murder itself? Oh, that was good. Stunning new developments in the trial of Milo Reed. I'm an innocent man in a guilty world. Objection! You are receiving a call from the ocean floor. Uh, yeah, uh, three fish tacos, please. You know what? Uh, make it four. The LAPD found saliva at the crime scene that matches Milo Reed's DNA. This is damning evidence against Mr. Reed, Your Honor. That's Deputy DA Rosa Watts. What you're listening to is a preliminary hearing in the case of the state of California against Milo Reed. If a trial is like dinner, a preliminary hearing is a little bit like an appetizer. Too bad a trial is nothing like dinner. This season, I've been taking a good, long, revealing look at our nation's legal system. And that means I've been spending a lot of time walking up the large, daunting steps of the Clara Shortridge Foltz Criminal Justice Center. Inside, you can track a person's case through the entire system, from their arrest to their preliminary hearing, arraignment to their trial, sentencing to their appearance on a podcast several years later after which the case is reopened again. Millions of people go through this system every day. Right now, we're at the beginning. Order! Order in the court! The evidentiary hearing I sat in on was a good opportunity for Milo and his team, and myself, to learn all about the prosecution's key evidence, beginning with the saliva. How do we explain the saliva, Milo? This one's tough. I don't know. Maybe... Somebody planted it there. I don't know. Maybe someone planted it there. Was that possible? And if so, wouldn't that poke a huge hole in the prosecution's case? Sydney, are there any recent cases where cops, or anyone really, planted evidence to frame someone? Yeah, well, evidence tampering happens all the time. But cops framing someone for murder by planting their DNA? That's more rare, but it does happen. The problem is it's very hard to prove. Um, But the actual reason I wanted to talk to you is about my position. I feel like with all the work that I've been doing for the podcast, associate producer might be a more appropriate title. But it wasn't enough that my personal assistant was pretty sure it's possible to plant evidence. See, there's an old saying, if you want to do something right, I have to do it myself. So I set out with a simple question. How easy is it to plant someone's DNA at a crime scene? Double homicide, burglary, homicide, murder-suicide. Set the filters for homicides only. As a former police chief, I called in some favors and got an opportunity to look through some active LAPD case files. And I brought Sydney along because she's good at computers. Can you remind me what we're looking for again? Open murder case. No suspects. We finally found a juicy homicide. A man was found shot and killed in his home. Totally dead. Detectives had been working the case for a week with no leads, no witnesses, no suspects. At least, not yet. Using my OPR connections, I acquired a vial of blood from a local medical facility. But I was on my own for this part. After I told Sydney my plan, she totally bailed on me. 
so much for wanting a promotion, I guess. Okay, I've got the blood, I've got the address. Time to go expose some holes in the system. Ah, fuck, was that my exit? Planting the blood on the crime scene was alarmingly easy. Some police were stationed out front of the victim's house, so all I had to do was sneak around back and go in through a window. I put a small bit of blood on the doorknob and a little bit more on the side of a cabinet and snuck back out. All right, so I just planted blood at the crime scene, and to be honest, it's shocking how easy that is. The system's broken. Oh, all right, shit. Using a voice changer I found online, I called the lead detective on the case. LAPD homicide. Check the living room again. I'll give you a clue. There's blood on the doorknob in the cabinet. Days later, an arrest was made and a new trial was underway. Marcus Dugan, you are charged with the murder of Peter Malino. I didn't do this. I don't even know this man. Marcus Dugan was an innocent man, framed, arrested, and charged with murder. But why? Because he got his blood tested at the wrong place at the wrong time? And the fact that Marcus is black didn't help. The racial bias of our legal system, paired with his blood that I planted at the crime scene, led the court to see this good man as a criminal. It was appalling. So if you look at the tragic case of Marcus Dugan, you can see that it is possible to plant DNA evidence at a crime scene, which means it's also possible that's what happened with Milo's saliva. But the saliva wasn't the only piece of evidence. The state will also be calling Michael Ferneri to the stand. He has agreed to testify under oath that he saw the defendant fleeing the crime scene that morning. Okay, eyewitness testimony is hard to argue with. So how did Milo's defense feel about it? Milo, could there be any other reason you may have been at the crime scene that morning? No, he's lying. He's a liar and I've never met him, but I hate him. Milo claimed to have not even been at the crime scene, but wouldn't that mean Michael Ferneri was lying? Could this be possible? To find out exactly how easy it is to commit perjury in a court of law, I return to the case of Marcus Dugan. Your Honor, my client has an airtight alibi. He was nowhere near the victim's home on the day of the murder. That's Marcus's lawyer. The voice you'll hear next is the prosecuting attorney. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dugan's alibi is false. And we know this because there was an eyewitness who saw the murder with his own eyes. The prosecution calls David Pascal to the stand. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That was my first lie. Mr. Pascal, you're saying you saw the defendant, Marcus Dugan, shoot and kill Mr. Malino? That's right. I was um, walking down the street, and I heard some sounds like, gunshots and screams and you know being a podcaster i thought hey those could come in handy someday so i went inside to see what was going on and what did you see inside the house i saw him shooting the guy killing him you know that then i guess like he had a cut on his hand and he he touched the doorknob and the cabinet and then he left that's me again lying on the witness stand it's shockingly easy to do and the fact that our justice system allowed me to do this is a disgraceful oversight Mr. Pascal, is the killer in this room today? You bet. Let the record show that the witness is pointing at the defendant and has been this entire time for some reason. Lie after lie after lie. And they ate it up. I guess a trial's a little bit more like dinner than I thought. But one eyewitness isn't enough. There he is, Your Honor. That's the killer. To truly see how easy it is to manipulate the system, I decided to learn a bit about bribery. Using part of the extra budget from our generous new sponsors, I paid some actors I met in an L.A. improv class to get on the stand and corroborate my story. I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. Marcus Dugan is a monster. I had told them it was a paid audition for a hidden camera courtroom drama for True TV, and that some of the people in the room were producers. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. I'm Rachel Brooks, 5'7", WME. <clears throat> 
I saw him do it. I saw him do it. Thank you. And just a few days after that, Marcus Dugan was sentenced to life in prison. Another blatant injustice from a blatantly fucked up system. Planting evidence and lying on the witness stand was so easy, it was horrifying. And it makes you wonder, how many other people had been sent to prison on the basis of pure lies? Probably a whole bunch, or even more. But I didn't have time to go help those people, maybe next season. I had to talk to Milo's defense team and tell them what I'd learned. Traffic, poverty, disease, what do they have in common? They all happen on land. But what if we could live on the water? Terrain is a new concept for 21st century community living. This 30,000 square foot colony built on the Pacific Ocean is made complete with waterfront studio apartments starting at just $10,000 a month. And with amenities like a colony-wide bike highway, living on terrain is a no-brainer. So don't be left behind on land. Expand your terrain today. As a man reduced to multiple mansion confinement by the very same legal system that promised to protect him, Milo Reed appeared to represent everything wrong with justice in America. So when I sat in on a meeting with his defense team, I expected to find a group of dedicated legal minds committed to proving his innocence. What I actually found was quite different. Milo, we think you should take the plea bargain. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is a plea bargain? It's an arrangement to avoid a very lengthy, very damaging trial. The defendant pleads guilty to a lesser charge in exchange for a far more lenient sentence. I obviously already knew that and was only asking because it's a good reporting tactic to get an expert to say it in his own words. Oh yeah, totally. I knew that already for sure. Uh, Milo, you can't do this. Baby, we can read the in here as sort of a fly on the wall observer, okay? Now please, let us handle this. Milo, the evidence is really stacked against you here. This is your best option. I may not be an expert, but I knew that anyone who takes a plea deal is always 100% guilty with no exceptions. And Milo Reed wasn't guilty. I was against it right away but even more so when I heard the terms. Okay, they're offering a reduced sentence, 30 days of island confinement and a $10,000 fine. Now, you wouldn't be able to leave the Northern Hemisphere for six months and you get about nine hours of community service, but we might be able to get that down to six or seven. And of course, no talking to the media, no interviews, nothing like that. Not even... I was pointing to myself. No, no podcasts, nothing. But this is worth it, Milo. We really think you should take it. I couldn't believe it. If Milo accepted this deal, he'd be seen as guilty and this podcast would be done for. I'd given everything to this season, including $50 of my own money. To throw it all away now? Start from scratch with a new story? This wasn't an option. I was on the hook with Luminani for 10 episodes. What would I do? I decided it was time to brainstorm strategies with my brand new associate producer. Milo, what do you think we should do here? I don't know, David. It's tempting, but it's a tough call. Don't do this, Milo. You're an AP on this podcast now. We're in this together. Think about how much more interesting this whole thing would be if we got to go to trial. Not to mention, if you take the deal, everyone sees you as a guilty man. In the eyes of the law, you'd be guilty. Mm, I am worried that pleading guilty to killing my wife could hurt my career. I don't know what to do. As we entered the large, imposing courtroom... No one knew what would happen. God might have known, if you believe in that sort of thing, but I usually don't. We sat down and a hush went over the room. Then we were asked to rise, which is court talk for stand up, and the judge entered. And how does the defendant plead? All eyes were on Milo and his defense team, and I'm guessing me too, probably. Would Milo take the plea deal, confess to killing his wife, and subject himself to six brutal months of light probation? Would he become another victim of the justice system? 
or would he stand and fight? The judge's question replayed over and over in my head. I knew what I needed to do. The defendant pleads not guilty. David, what the hell are you doing? What the hell I was doing? Next time on A Very Fatal Murder. From the Onion and Luminary Media, this has been A Very Fatal Murder.